You've got like 10 to 15,000 Americans in the country right now, right? And are you committed to making sure that the troops stay until every American who wants to be out yes. is out? Yes. How about our Afghan allies? Does the commitment hold for them as well? The commitment holds to get everyone out that, in fact, we can get out and everyone should come out. And that's the objective. That's what we're doing now. That's the path we're on. And I think we'll get there. So Americans should understand that troops might have to be there beyond August 31st. No, Americans should understand that we're going to try to get it done before August 31st. But if we don't, the troops will if, if stay. If we don't, we'll determine at the time who's left. And... And if there are American force, if there's American citizens left, we're going to stay till we get them all out. Well, there was the commitment right there. We're going to stay until all Americans are out. And you know that That's not the case, is it? That isn't what's happening. That was the flashback of Joe Biden in that interview with George Stephanopoulos, ABC News. We're going to stay until they're all out. But that isn't the case. You have got Secretary Anthony Blinken saying that there's just a small number of Americans who remain. Let me talk briefly about the Americans who remain in Afghanistan. We made extraordinary efforts to give Americans every opportunity to depart the country, in many cases talking and sometimes walking them into the airport. Of those who self-identified as Americans in Afghanistan who are considering leaving the country, We've thus far received confirmation that about 6,000 have been evacuated or otherwise departed. This number will likely continue to grow as our outreach and arrivals continue. We believe there are still a small number of Americans, under 200 and likely closer to 100, who remain in Afghanistan and want to leave. That number is now being questioned. It may be far more than 100 or 200. They still don't know, and they don't even know how many Americans they've brought back. Understand that the United States left Americans behind. Joe Biden left Americans behind. That is the story. That is the undeniable, irrefutable fact. And anyone who says otherwise is lying to you. It's a strange day when we are quoting Ben Sass in full, as reported. This national disgrace is the direct result of President Biden's cowardice and incompetence. The president made the decision to trust the Taliban. The president made the decision to set an arbitrary August 31st deadline. The president made the decision to abandon Bagram Air Base. The president made the decision not to expand the perimeter around Karzai International Airport. The president made the decision to undermine our NATO allies. The president made the decision to break our word to our Afghan partners. The president made the decision to tell one lie after another as the crisis unfolded. The president made the morally indefensible decisions to leave Americans behind. Dishonor was the president's choice. May history never forget this cowardice. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, Tony Katz. Everything at TonyKatz.com. Anybody want to defend Joe Biden? I'm right here. I am right, right here. 833, got Tony. 833-GOT-TONY. Now, as I said on social media, I was going to share a letter. Now, 
This letter was from a Gold Star mom, the mother of Lance Corporal Kareem Nakui. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Murdered in Afghanistan because of the non-planning, not the poor planning, of President Biden, of Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, of Secretary of State Antony Blinken, of the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, Mark Milley. Non-planning. And one could argue that the military was told to secure the embassy and they did their job. But there was no communication, no planning on anything else. The buck stops with the President of the United States. And that's exactly where we're going to leave it. She, is it Shana or Shanna, S-H-A-N-A, Chapel, wrote a letter to Biden on Facebook. It's not kind. And if one wants to argue some kind of technicality about breaking the rules of Facebook, they can. But the story goes that she was suspended from Instagram and Facebook for posting this. Some have said that the account is back up. But you'll notice, like I notice, like we all notice, that whenever somebody is censored or stopped from speaking or blocked or, or, or suspended or, or whatever the case is, on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, 99.999% of the time it's somebody on the political right. It can happen to somebody on the political left, but that isn't the way it goes in the main. I had posted out, it's curious that this happens. It's not curious. This is the modus operandi. I believe in free speech at all times. I believe in free speech on every level. When the media puts the camera in the face of a grieving widow, screaming about a police shooting, you know what I say? What am I going to say to this woman? She lost her son. She lost her husband. She lost a daughter. Whatever the case may be, I'm going to yell at her. I don't like the idea that we put a camera in their face. I just think it's beneath us. I'm not going to yell at this woman. I'm not going to get worked up. She's grieving. She's going to say what she says. I don't think we should do it. So there is an extent to which a grieving mother, you don't look to as being rational at the moment. I have never lost a child I only hope never to do so. I guarantee you I will not be rational. And I'm a pretty rational cat. The very thought of burying my own kid is more than I can take. When I watched my mother do it for my younger brother just a little over a year ago, I was actually impressed that my mother was more in control of herself than I ever thought possible in a moment like this. But it wasn't in war. It was just an illness that got away from everybody in the weirdest story possible. Your child is a Marine. Your child serves in the U.S. military. You know it's possible. But in this situation in Kabul at Hamid Karzai International Airport, with those bombings perpetrated by ISIS-K, with or without the knowledge of the Taliban, we may never know. None of it had to happen, and it is the fault of President Biden. The reporting goes via Twitchy that, yes, she was suspended from Facebook. And I said, I'm going to read this letter in full, and I'm going to do that right now, just like I promised. 
because free speech must remain. Free speech does not exist for the speech that you like. It exists for the speech that you hate. Well, Tony, there's a there's an implied threat in here uh, against the president of the United States. From a grieving mother who was nose to nose with him, surrounded by the Secret Service, do we really think this? Or do we accept the fact that it's a grieving mother discussing a president who honestly and truly, and uh, the data is in, isn't a good guy? isn't a decent guy. I have often described the fact that Joe Biden has that ability to get grandfatherly and put the arms around the nation. But how many times has he failed in that? Because the truth is, he's a street fighting guy. Well, actually, he's a country club thug. He likes to talk about corn pop, but he ain't ever going to go up against corn pop. No, no, no. He likes to talk tough about how he's going to handle corn pop. Well, I told the I told the Ukrainians, you fire the prosecutor or uh, you don't get the billion dollars. Well, son of a bitch, they, they fired the prosecutor. Wasn't even your billion dollars. It was our billion dollars. But look how tough he was in that conversation about Ukraine. Look how tough he is about corn pop. Oh, he's got to take uh, Donald Trump behind the woodshed. He's got to challenge this guy to push-ups. He's yelling at this one, going at that one. He's not a good dude. He's an angry, bitter, non-fighter who pretends. This is what this mother wrote. I ask you if this is something that should be taken down and an account suspended by Facebook. It's President Joe Biden. Now, where she curses, I'll be taking that out. This message is for you, writes Shana Chappell, C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L. I know my face is etched into your brain. I was able to look you straight in the eyes yesterday and have words with you. After I lay my son to rest, you will be seeing me again. Remember, I am the one who stood five inches from your face and was letting you know I would never get to hug my son again, hear his laugh, and then you tried to interrupt me and give me your own sob story, sob story, and I had to tell you, quote, that this isn't about you, so don't make it about you, unquote. You then said you just wanted me to know that you know how I feel, and I let you know that you don't know how I feel, and you do not have the right to tell me you know how I feel. You then rolled your blanking eyes in your head like you were annoyed with me, and I let you know that the only reason I was talking to you was out of respect for my son, and that was the only reason why. I then proceeded to tell you again how you took my son away from me and how I will never get to hug him, kiss him, laugh with him again, etc. You turned to walk away, and I let you know my son's blood was on your hands, and you threw your hand up behind you as you walked away from me like you were saying, okay, whatever. You are not the President of the United States of America, Biden. Cheating isn't winning. You are no leader of any kind. You are a weak human being and a traitor. You turned your back on my son, on all of our heroes. You are leaving the White House one way or another because you do not belong there. My son's blood is on your hands. All 13 of them, their blood is on your hands. If my President Trump was in his rightful seat, then my son and the other heroes would still be alive. You will be seeing me again very soon. 
By the way, as my son and the rest of our fallen heroes were being taken off the plane yesterday, I watched you disrespect us all five different times by checking your watch. What the blank was so important that you had to keep looking at your watch. You are nobody special, Biden. America hates you. That's the letter written by Shana Chapel, whose son was murdered in Afghanistan, one of the 13 U.S. service members. This is the letter that, according to the reporting, got her suspended from Facebook. Now, if you want to take the line, you will be seeing me again very soon, which she said twice in two different ways. If you want to take that as a threat, I think you can. I just don't think you're right. If you want to say you are leaving the White House one way or another, many people are talking about resignation. Many people are talking about impeachment. And he will eventually uh, not run again or be voted out, whatever the case may be. So the idea that you would take that as a threat is irrational. It is irrational to think that this is anything more than a grieving mother. You're not allowed to recount a story of the President of the United States being rude to you in your time of grief, saying, yeah, I know how you feel. Bo Biden served in the military, and he died later of brain cancer, I believe. I've got that right, brain cancer. He didn't die because the President of the United States had no plan and engaged an absolutely awful strategy of trying to get Americans out that failed, by the way. Joe Biden created the situation. Don't want to listen to me? How about listening to Senator Ben Sass? Everybody was fine with him on certain parts of the aisle when he was about impeaching Donald Trump. So now all of a sudden we don't listen. There is nothing this woman said, absolutely nothing this woman said, that should have kept her off of Facebook or off of Instagram. Free speech is everything. And a grieving mother? This is where we now draw the line? Not buying in. Not going to be a part of it. This is what Facebook does. This is what social media does. Decide who's okay and who's not. How many death threats get posted that are allowed to stay? The president of Iran can still, and the Ayatollah Khomeini can still post, I should say, the Ayatollah. The Ayatollah Khomeini can still post on Twitter. You want to hear the president of Iran telling, saying that all gay people are savages? That homosexuality is savagery? That's still allowed. This grieving mother isn't. If there's, if reading this allows me to share it with people and then it gets shared as we post it, good. No, I don't accept the idea of threats. I absolutely positively do not. You see this as a threat? You are desperate for something that isn't there. That Joe Biden showed no compassion to a grieving mother who clearly is angry at him? Well, that's fact. Because Joe Biden doesn't know anything about leadership. And yes... Sooner rather than later, let's see him gone. I'm Tony Katz.
So the saga that is Jeopardy continues to be an absolutely, positively insane saga. The executive producer, who was named the host, Mike Richards, it was found out that years ago, he was on a podcast and he talked about women's breasts. Oh, oh, okay. Well, it's sexist. It's disgusting. It's despicable. Uh, If I remember correctly, it was it was nothing but nothing. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Well, then he, he, he couldn't host the show now. Oh, I can't host the show. And he says, you know what? I don't want to cause any distractions here. I will not host the show. They're going to Mayim Bialik do it until they find a permanent full-time host. And then Mayim Bialik of Big Bang Theory of Blossom. Uh, I think she has a new show called Me Cat. Uh, she's going to do the, the college stuff and the special event stuff. Now, it's not enough to not be the host he has now been let go as, exec- as executive producer of the show. Something he said a decade ago, which, from what I read of it, didn't even seem that bad. Crude and offensive jokes during a podcast that no longer exists. He's no longer executive producer. Thank goodness we've got all the problems in America solved. Good job, woke folk. You're really, really focused. You're embarrassing. You're pathetic, and we're going to make fun of you. If you think it's wrong to mention a woman's body on a podcast, and you think that's a a call for someone to be fired, not only not get a job as a host, but lose their job, well, you're, you're the enemy of decency and humanity. You have no idea what's going on in the world. You don't understand what it means to be put upon. You don't know what it means to be oppressed. You're a joke. We're going to laugh at you. We're going to laugh at you a lot. We're going to laugh with you uh, uh, with with friends, and we're going to laugh with you with strangers. We're going to just laugh at you any chance we get. You know nothing. Meanwhile, President Biden is scheduled to speak today. What in the world can he possibly say? We'll get to that story. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today. That has not satisfied all the president's critics, Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas. Quote, Joe Biden left behind Americans. He left behind vetted Afghan allies who risked their lives for our soldiers. A disgraceful lack of leadership from an incompetent president. Your response? My response is that leadership means taking a look at the situation and asking the hard question, what is going to be in the best interests of the United States of America, those American citizens still in Afghanistan, and those Afghan allies? Does that mean that Joe Biden was showing leadership? That's the National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan. Are we pretending that Joe Biden has showed leadership? No one believes this. No one is buying in. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. You would have to be Chris Saliza or Glenn Kessler of the Washington Post or somebody who is absolutely determined to keep their head in the sand. And there are a fair amount of those people. Uh, Exposing those people is extremely important. One of those people is Jake Tapper. 
I thought Jake Tapper, at least on this subject, and I don't like Jake Tapper on a very personal level. His treatment of me was despicable, all to get some likes on Twitter. But Jake Tapper is a guy who could have been a journalist and chose to go this route. On Afga- He's always been very good on Louis Farrakhan. He has never been good on anything else because he really wanted to be liked. And just when you think he's got it figured out and he's going to actually engage in being a news guy. CNN Chief White House Correspondent Caitlin Collins uh, joins me live. And, and Caitlin, four presidents, 20 years, uh, both Obama and Trump uh, promised to end this war. Uh, and now President Biden has done it. Uh, It may not have been a pretty exit, um, but it is a very significant moment for the United States. It may not have been a pretty exit actually got said by a guy who considers himself a newsman. Not a pretty exit? I would like to know what Jake Tapper thinks is a bad exit. This is an outrageous comment. One of sheer hate of the viewer hate of the viewer they cannot be said enough hate of the viewer that's that's guys like philip mudd answering questions of cnn's fredo cuomo can president biden say to america tomorrow we can keep you just as safe here at home without being in afghanistan no, he can't say that. But I've also heard people talk about this in terms, in intelligence terms, as a disaster. I would disagree with that heartily as well. Look, you've seen some of the collection in the past few days when there are strikes both outside Kabul and inside Kabul. I'm going to bet that, that a lot of the collection that led to those strikes will continue afterwards. Some of that is remote. That is stuff like drones and intercepted communications. I expect drone operations to continue. I do not believe you will see an absence of U.S. intelligence officers. We're not going to see an absence of intelligence. Of course we're going to see an absence of intelligence. We already see an absence of intelligence. That is just untrue. It doesn't matter to me if Philip Mudd spent time with the CIA or wherever he was an an analyst. It's simply false, not because I want it to be, but because it is. But we'll get into more of it. Congressman Jim Baird is going to uh, be with us from the Indiana 4th District. A man who served in Vietnam knows a thing or two about a thing or two. We will get into Afghanistan with him. Noah Rothman of Commentary Magazine and NBC scheduled to be with us as well. We're going to preview what Joe Biden is going to say. Now, originally, he was supposed to speak, uh, you know, uh, mid-afternoon. He has moved that towards the later afternoon. When he does, we will bring that to you. But let me give you something else that you have to be concerned about. I'm sorry. I I, 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 I don't want this for you. I'm just discussing what is. And that is, in the world of COVID, those who are interested in power have learned a new trick and a new tool to bringing about that power. Let us um, start with the, the reality that the people who have been pushing for climate change fixes the radicalness of those people. Not people who don't want to burn tires in the middle of the road or who think if you cut down a tree, you should plant the tree. Those would be conservationists. I'm, I'm down with those people. Environmentalists are radical who want wholesale changes, fundamentally transform the United States of America. That's their desire. They're always talking about fundamental transformation. 
Afghanistan has fundamentally transformed. Maybe it doesn't always work out as well as you think. But one of the things that these climate people have done is that they have taken a look at how the world has responded to COVID and they said, that's how you do it. They looked at people staying at home and cars not being on the roads and the the pollution came down. They said, this is great. You know what? We should do this once or twice a month. Nobody's allowed to drive. This would be terrific. They looked at something that you, me, and we see as an absolute affront to freedom and humanity, to decency. And what they did is they said, we can use this. We can use this. So you have the Department of Education opening civil rights investigations into five states. Iowa, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Utah. They are opening investigations for banning school mask mandates. They don't think it's right that you should be able to decide. They only think it's right that you should be forced. And wait till you find a school district that doesn't think you should be forced. Guaranteed, this Department of Education will look to ways to defund those school districts. Because after all, they're they're not working in the, the best interest of public health. Public health. Health and Human Services. This from Politico. Unveiling an office to treat climate change as a health issue. This is where your concern should be. Look at how many people are now out there saying, you can't not wear a mask, you can't get not get vaccinated, this is a public health issue, and your freedoms don't matter. Starting with Dr. Anthony Fauci, moving into culture, people like George Takei, the actor. A man who spent time as a child in an internment camp here in the United States. Now wants to tell you you have no right to freedom at all. At all. All. Arnold Schwarzenegger saying, screw your freedom. I love it. I told that story. I was discussing that story a couple weeks ago. And I had people telling me that you were taking his words out of context. The hell I was. The man said, screw your freedom. He is the one who said it. Why am I taking it out of context when he is the one who said the words? I think I got it well understood. I think I have it well understood. They believe that in a time of crisis, the Constitution doesn't exist. Then they'll take a look at some uh, decisions, sorry, from the Supreme Court. And they'll say, see, this proves you have to get back to it. This proves you have to get this. It doesn't actually I'll dig into those later this week. But with public health, you can now do something without Congress. If we take a look at the three branches of government, we always note that there are these regulatory agencies that have unfettered power. The EPA is one of them. I oppose this with every fiber of my being. It's one of the reasons I oppose the community, uh, what was it, the, the, the Bureau, the Protection Board, uh, the Consumer Bureau of Protection. This thing that, that uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren is all super excited about, and she was uh, back in the day, because this is how you could go after those corrupt, awful banks. 
not by creating a law that has to get passed through Congress and signed by the president, but by creating agencies and handing out regulations that you cannot fight. If I was president of the United States, I would be working on how many agencies I could dismantle or completely defund to make them irrelevant. Because the agency is not an American way. It just isn't. That isn't to say that everything an agency discusses is something I disagree with. It's that if we give law-creating capability to these agencies that you cannot control or remove, you've you've allowed power belonging to the people or belonging to the states to be ripped away. They can work outside, it would seem, the Constitution. Isn't that exactly what we're seeing here? Health and Human Services wants to create an office to treat climate change as a health issue. If climate change is a health issue, then they could say, well, you know, we have to we have to keep your children safe, so no one's allowed to drive on a Tuesday. Why can't they say that? Tell me it's ridiculous. Tell me it's silly. Tell me I'm being nuts. I'm sharing with you what they're already telling us. The Office of Climate Change and Health Equity, by the way, is is the name of it. The wait, what what was it again? Did I read that right? The Office of Climate Change and Health Equity. Man, George Orwell is laughing. Obscene. If you favor an Office of Climate Change and Health Equity, you don't favor America. And that is really what it is that we're seeing. I don't want to sound dire. I want to make sure you know that I absolutely believe the situation is dire. These people, these children in charge, who are supported by children in high school, don't believe in the Constitution and don't believe in America. They believe because they believe something they can force you to doing anything. First, to the kids in high school, and I'm not angry with you. I'm just not about to listen to you. I didn't listen to Greta Thunberg. I didn't listen to David Hogg, your kids. I don't care what it is your teacher uh, feeds you. It's one of the reasons why we got to get rid of, of corrupt teachers and corrupt unions. Your kids, you have absolutely no idea what you're doing or saying. You have no idea how conversations you're having today and the solutions you came up with. You didn't come up with anything. You heard it from Bernie Sanders. And you're like, okay, we'll do that because you're playing follow the leader. It's a cult, kids. I'm sorry I'm the only adult in your life who's willing to be honest with you, but I am willing to be honest with you. Of course it's a cult. We have to do something about climate change, so therefore we can't deliver the goods from point A to point B on Tuesdays. You don't understand the level of issues happening right now with trucking in America. Where are my truckers at? They'll tell you. It's 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. That's the number. 833-GOT-TONY. They will tell you the trucking shortage is massive. You're seeing Costco say, listen, you can only buy a certain amount of paper towels, a certain amount of toilet paper, a certain amount of this, a certain amount of that. Talk to people who are in the construction business. I, I work with people who, who renovate kitchens and bathrooms. Boer remodeling. Great, great people. They actually did a guest bathroom for me. They were fantastic. And I had one of their people over yesterday because we're thinking about what we could do to the master bathroom. 
and I've been trying to keep it under a cost, and there's just no way to do it. I've been trying to figure out how I budget for this. I have to expand my budget to get what it is that I want. But they'll tell you the same. Getting materials is remarkably difficult. We already know about the chip shortages in the world of, of automobiles. This is a massive problem. But you, my dear sweet 16-year-old, you think it would be okay to stop people from driving on a certain day or a certain week or what have you because climate. Well, what's more important? And I say to you that you don't have an actual grasp on what's happening. And that we have been listening to this climate change garbage when it was called global warming. We're so old and history is so detailed, you might want to read a book, kids, that we remember in the 70s when Time Magazine was telling us about ice ages. That's how old we are. That's how long history is. My father has had a theory for a billion years. And his theory goes as, as follows. For the political left, they believe that history started yesterday. They don't read. They don't go back. They don't look. My God, if any of you had read a history book, none of you would be communists. And the communists or the people who, who lived under communists would tell you more about it, but most of them are dead. No one who has ever read a book would be a commie. No citizen, that is. People who, demi- who want power, oh yeah, they're cool with it. Cult followers, maybe. You want to use not any system by which we the people vote, but you want to use agencies that have unfettered power and unlimited dollars to subjugate the citizens because you have feels. Kids. Guys. I don't care about your feels. I don't care about your feels at all. Really quick, while I still got time, let me go to Courtney, a trucker on right now. Courtney, I appreciate you taking the time. How bad are those trucker shortages? Uh, well, I mean, it's not just a lack of drivers. It's it's a lack of pay. You can't get good quality drivers that are willing to do you know, an essential job in this country when you're willing, only willing to pay 20, 30 cents a mile, um, maybe works out to a couple bucks an hour. I mean, realistically, when you think about it, some truck drivers are getting paid less than waiters and waitresses. But the, the argument there would be, okay, pay them more, which means if there's a shortage, we would see that supply and demand would work and the pay indeed goes up. But there are less and less people who are interested in that position. Is that true or false? Um, and unfortunately, well, maybe not unfortunately, but more and more you see the uh, average age of drivers just plummeting closer and closer to that 21, 22-year-old mark um, because these big box companies that run and all And they don't have the, the experience. And they don't have the experience of it. Look, I don't. I don't mean to cut you off. I do want to hear from you, but I gotta. I gotta hit the break. Otherwise, I'm gonna ruin everything. I appreciate the call. Let's get into this more this week. Don't be afraid to call back, and I appreciate you taking the time. More coming up. I'm Tony Katz. Can't touch this. Congressman Jim Baird. Served in Vietnam. 
and he is one of those members of Congress disgusted by what he's seeing by President Joe Biden. What's he doing about it? What could be done about those Americans left behind? I spoke to the congressman. I'll bring that to you coming up. And Joe Biden scheduled to speak to the nation. What could he possibly say? Noah Rothman of Commentary Magazine and NBC. Here to break down the impossible task that Joe Biden is not up to. Keep it right here. I'm Tony Katz. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. This is Tony Katz Today.